Hello everyone, welcome to Roosecast, another episode. I know I've been gone for a while, but I'm back folks, so why don't we get started? Well, this week around the world, we've been having lots of events, crazy events. Why don't we start from Latin America, Colombia and Venezuela. Yes, Colombia and Venezuela had a lunch date. Well, Colombia's recently elected left-wing president, Gustavo Petro, traveled to Caracas, the capital of Venezuela, yesterday, on Tuesday, for a lunch date with the Venezuelan strongman Nicolas Maduro. Don't forget, relationship between Venezuela and Colombia fell apart back in 2019 during a mass protest against Maduro's regime and clashes along the shared borders between the two countries. But since Mr. Petro took office back in August, tensions have eased and the borders have reopened. In fact, the two leaders planned to discuss uh, furthering easing the tension, joint approaches to protecting the Amazon. Everybody talks about Amazon, but do nothing for Amazon. But anyways, and their surprising idea of reintegrating Venezuela, which, by the way, the United Nations recently accused of crimes against humanity into regional human rights bodies. While at the same time, President Petro of Colombia wants Venezuela to act as a guarantor, yes, guarantor for fresh peace talks with uh, the holdout Colombian rebels of the ELN. While the meeting between Washington's closest South American ally, Colombia, and the biggest headache in the region, obviously Venezuela, comes as the time that the United States is trying to find ways to ease oil sanctions on Venezuela's petrostates in exchange for progress towards fair elections. So let's see what's going to happen. Why don't we go to the Middle East, folks? Bibi is almost back, folks. Yes, you heard me right. Israelis went to the polls yesterday on Tuesday for a fifth time in under four years. Lots of elections happening in Israel and the results were very good, at least for former president or prime minister, I should say, Benjamin Bibi Netanyahu. With 85% of the votes counted, Bibi's Likud party has won almost 31 seats, while his right-wing allies appear to have the number to help Bibi to pass the 61 threshold out of 120, which is needed for a government uh, to form a government in the Knesset, which is Israel's parliament. Well, interestingly, folks, voter turnout was at the two-decade height in Israel. Far-right parties, including the anti-Arab party, you know, anti-LGBTQ party, religious Zionist blocs, as well as several ultra-Orthodox parties, reaped solid results and will be Bibi's coalition partners. Still, there are about half a million, 500,000 votes from soldiers, prisoners, yes, you heard me right, prisoners, prisoners can vote in Israel, and diplomats that are yet to be counted. Don't forget, soldiers, so, I mean, traditionally speaking, soldiers vote a little bit to the right. Longtime leader and divisive figure Bibi Netanyahu appears, for now, to be on the cusp of victory. Let's say in the Middle East. Now, the big question in the news, folks, is will Iran attack Saudi Arabia? Tehran is reportedly preparing imminent attacks on targets both in Saudi Arabia and northern Iraq that could put U.S. military personnel at risk. Based on shared Saudi intelligence, the news has put the Pentagon on what's known as high alert. Well, don't forget, the United States has 10 military bases and about 3,000 troops in Saudi Arabia and roughly around 2,500 troops in Iraq. 
Riyadh says that the plot is an attempt by the Islamic Republic of Iran to distract from what's happening at home, where nationwide protests, in a way, bordering and revolution over the in-custody death of Mahsa Amini, a 22-year-old, have consumed the country for the roughly around a month and a half, six weeks. In recent weeks, Tehran has also bombarded Kurdish towns in northern Iraq because it blames it for all the unrest that's happening in Iran. Don't forget, Mahsa Amini, the 22-year-old girl who died in custody, was Kurdish. While many called for President Joe Biden to, in a way, limit the ties or reduce the ties with the Saudi leader's MBS, Mohammed bin Salman, after Riyadh recently played with the United States by cutting OPEC plus daily oil production, well, this episode, at least this event or probability, is in a way, for better and for worse, showing that Washington and Riyadh's national interests are still remaining the same. Last but not least, let's travel back to South America. Bolsonaro. Yes, Jair Bolsonaro lets his friends say the hard part. In a prepared and combative statement lasting less than two minutes, folks, by the way, it's unlike any other politicians, less than 120 seconds. For a Brazilian president, Jair Bolsonaro on Tuesday did not concede the election he lost on Sunday. He also failed to congratulate uh, or even mention his opponent, Luis Inácio Lula da Silva. Instead, he welcomed ongoing nationwide protests by pro-Bolsonaro truckers, saying that uh, they're the results of so-called feeling the indignation and injustice about how the elections were conducted. But that's no surprise because Mr. Bolsonaro has always said that election in Brazil is not fair, not working for him, blah, 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 this and that. So Bolsonaro cast himself as a person who plays by the constitutional rules and said he was proud to have stood for freedom of markets, religion and expression. But the right has truly risen in Brazil. That's what he said. After Bolsonaro's walked off the stage and the podium without taking any question, well, one of his closest allies stepped up to the podium to say Mr. Bolsonaro had in fact authorized him to begin the presidential transition. Well, as that legal and logistical process gets underway, the transition from one president to another, I am watching very closely to see how far Mr. Bolsonaro pushes the popular protest to try to gain political leverage. Don't forget, Bolsonaro lost to former President Lula by the very, very tiny, the narrowest electoral, electoral margins in Brazil's modern history. So buckle up, people. We're going to see a lot of events happening in Brazil. Thanks for joining us. See you next time.